I have a special guest this morning, Rick, Rick Scuderis, and he's written a book. I don't know how many of you, this is the holidays, right? We all kind of do catering of our own, of our own kind somehow. And uh, in that process of catering, it sometimes it's kind of struggling. So he decided that he was going to write a book about how difficult catering is, how it's been hell for him. So, so you know, it's perfect for the holidays. He'll be calling in at about 9.15 and we'll have to go over uh, his uh, tirades about <laughs> cooking in, in large groups or large groups and catering specifically. So that's that's my guest today. I have um, I've been having guests all along. We also have had um, I was here on a Wednesday. If if you didn't uh, know, uh, I we're uh, it's the take over the radio station time. I was here with Daniel Garza, and we're here to raise money. Rainbow Radio has a goal of five hundred dollars to stay in good standings and continue the program. So. It's terribly important. I know we got a couple of donations. We're we're a long ways from the 500, so if uh, if you can uh, help support the the uh, Rainbow Radio program and KXFM, it'd be dearly appreciated. Just go to KXFM's website. The top banner uh, is a the top of the site is a banner, and you can click that and go to Craig and make a a, a small donation. Small donation is fine. Any amount is fine. Uh, if we can get up to the $500, then we're good for another year, hopefully. So um, I'll put that out there. Uh, appreciate your support. The station does a lot for the community. And I hope that uh, the programming that I do and the interviews that I do uh, also make a great contribution to the community. Uh, been doing it now for three years, and we're uh, actually three years and two months, to be specific. <laughs> anyway, that's... That's the dealio. So I uh, got the weather done. I want to thank Mike Johnson. He's been a sponsor all this time, although uh, it's uh, he sponsors a station particularly, not necessarily the, this program, which would really be nice to have it. Uh, <clears throat> I, did I say that before? <laughs> so, uh, okay. Uh, Let's just jump right in with on this day in history real quick, and then we're going to have uh, Rick will be calling in here in a few minutes. Uh, so uh, bear with me. We have some interesting on this day in history because I read it earlier about 6 a.m. this morning. <laughs> in 1987, this is on today in history. I, I should say it's this week in history because I go through the whole week because I'm only here once a week, so, you know, <laughs> I guess it would make sense. Yeah. So in 1987, having raided and closed down the detour the night before, Los Angeles police raid and shut down the one way over alleged violations to the city's fire ordinance. So uh, I think that was long before, well, I don't know that was before Stonewall, but we certainly had our share of shutdowns and harassments. It wasn't just exclusively in New York, that's for sure. In 2007, Jennifer Granholm, governor of the U.S. state of Michigan, issues an executive order prohibiting employment discrimination based on gender identity or expression in the public sector. Sector, sector. <laughs> Got to be careful here. So that was in 2007. So good on Jennifer in, uh, in Michigan. I mean, that's kind of a blue-collar community well it's probably grown up by now but it, it, 
and that was in uh, 2007. So that's what, 13 years ago. Yeah. How about that? So they're way ahead. And, and uh, on this day in history, on November 22nd, uh, in 1980, Mae West dies in Los Angeles at the age of 88. Uh, for you youngsters out there, Mae West was a gay icon long before Britney Spears or any of these, uh, or Cher or Madonna or any of the others. Um, <laughs> and she was uh, very uh, provocative, shall we say. She had uh, a lot of innuendo and a, a lot of... Mm, I don't know how, how do I say, <laughs> but she was a she was a thrill. There was recently she wrote a couple stage plays, and recently I know uh, a theater troupe in L.A. did one uh, in virtual, um, and it was uh, very poignant, a statement to the times and the culture that uh, she lived in. In uh, on this day in history, November twenty second at twenty eleven, an independent arbiter arbiter rules that Baltimore County, Maryland, must extend spousal benefits to same-sex spouses of two uh, police officers who legally married in other states. Oh, my. Hmm. That was in 2011. See, and then we're fighting for Prop 8 about that time. Uh, in November 23rd on this day in history, 1973, in New York, 325 people attend the first conference of the Gay Academic Union. The pioneering lesbian and gay studios group, which has been founded by previous uh, March, uh, founded the previous March of the year, includes Martin. Now, these are some, some uh, uh, celebrity kind of people. I'm not sure who they are, but I see Joe Nestle of Nestle's Fortune. And so it was a, a very, um, uh, I guess, celebrity group, a well-known people that came out in uh, in support in 73. So I think that's uh, admirable. In 1983, a federal judge concludes that the first National Bank of Louisville uh, did not practice wrongful discrimination or violate constitutional guarantees of freedom of religion when it ordered one of its employees, Samuel Dorr, to give up his position with, gay, with a gay Catholic group, Dignity, or resign from the bank. I don't know how that would set with me today. <laughs> I'd have to think on that one. Uh, there's several things going back and forth on it. Anyway, that's what's in 1983. Hopefully they've sorted it out by now. 1992 in Australia. Australia, yes, that's where Dame Edma's from, yes. <laughs> in W.C. Fields' <laughs> accent. Prime Minister Paul Keating revokes the uh, country's restrictions on gay men and lesbians in the military. And I think we were fighting that long into the, after 2000 uh, in the United States. But in Australia, they, they embraced it. And I love it. In 1998, the Supreme Court in the U.S. state of Georgia ruled 6-1 to one to invalidate the state's sodomy law. So it was okay to... Um, show affection to uh, another person in whatever manner you felt was appropriate without being thrown in jail. How about that? And then on November 24th, in, on this day in history, in 1955, in the wake of, uh, of the murder of Sioux City, Iowa boy earlier in the year, and this is disgusting, 29 men suspected of homosexuality have been committed to mental asylums as a preventative measure 
authorized by the state's sexual psychopath laws. That is in Iowa, Sioux City, Iowa. Not one of my vacation spots. Of course, that's a while ago, 1955. Perhaps attitudes have changed, less hope. In 1967, Craig Rodwell opens the first bookstore devoted to gay and lesbian authors in the United States, the Oscar Wilde Memorial Bookshop. Hmm. 67. Wonder what city that was. The Oscar, well, probably New York, I suppose. In 1974, the National Gay and Lesbian Task Force task force protests an episode of NBC's police woman aired on November 8th that featured lesbian murderers in a home for aged women. The network agrees not to rerun the episode, but MCA TV produced David Gerber's producer, David Gerber keeps it in syndication release. So you can still watch it in syndication. If you want to see the nasty lesbians kill older people, uh, cause that's what they do, you know, I, hey, I'm just sharing my thoughts as they pop in my brain, and that's a scary thought. In 2008, a lower court in the U.S. state of Florida declares that the state's ban on adoption by gay couples is unconstitutional. Good on the lower court in the state of Florida. That is fantastic. Now, there's some news that relates to ad adoption that I saw that was that threw me for... Um, Oh, yeah, and I want to talk about conversion therapy. It's disgusting. Conversion therapy is a very scary thing, and it destroys a lot of lives. Uh, people with good intentions support it, endorse it, and think it's, it's that it works, but uh, it doesn't. Um, so... What I will see here next is, <clears throat> I got to go over this because I think if you're 17 and you've decided you're gay and your parents are, say, quite religious, and uh, I see Rick's calling in, I'm going to have to save this. Maybe Rick and I and you and the audience, we can talk about it, but it's about the conversion therapy. Let's, let's get Rick on the air, huh? Rick, are you there? You're on the air. I'm on the air now. You're on the air. Live. Okay. <laughs> Were you ready? Well, have, you had, have you had your cup of coffee this morning? I don't, I don't drink coffee. I only drink oh. tea. So well, I what kind of yet. catering person are you? <laughs> I, don't, I, don't like to serve, I don't like to serve coffee either. <laughs> <laughs> See? You go full, full scope. <laughs> yeah. So uh, I gave the audience a little uh, appetizer for... Uh, how appropriate. Oh, pun. There you go. Yes. I have a lot of puns in the book. I got like whoever counts the most puns, the right amount of puns in the book wins a prize. <laughs> before we delve into the book, you've been on the program before, I know. Uh, I think yeah. maybe twice or no one? No, I think just once. It was, I think, 2018 BC before Corona. And um, I was actually able to come into your studio that time, which was really cool. That's but this right. time we had to do it by phone. Yeah. So you don't get to see me in person. No, no, but um, at least no. you can't say I'm having a bad what's left of my hair day. So there you go. <laughs> there are benefits. Yeah. <laughs> I do. I, I do. And, and we're, we are working on Zoom. It is Zooming as we speak, but it's in beta. So I don't want to risk losing you uh, okay. for the interview. So, what, yeah. So uh, 
what happened? One day you woke up and you said, aha, catering is driving me to the loony bin. I want to write about it, right? No, well, I've been joking about it for years, telling people as we were doing these jobs. And, you know, most of them are fine. I, I joke that, you know, yeah. how bad it is. If it was really as awful as I make it sound, I wouldn't have done it for so long. But it actually has some good things in it. But um, I just joked around with some of the really horrific events and, you know, that I'm going to write the book, How Catering Sucks the Life Right Out of Me. And so finally I put my money where my mouth is. And and I'm always writing stuff. So I just, you know, whatever yeah. comes to me, I write it. And uh, so I, it, it just developed. Yeah. I got 30 years hotel experience. And I can say a heck of a lot goes on behind the curtain that the public never sees. And you just go, oh, my gosh. Like the night the cashier, uh, the, the pantry worker was chasing the cashier around with a meat cleaver, you know. <laughs> and I had to intervene. I was the night manager, right? At the Hyatt. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> so, yeah, a lot goes on. I bet you have a lot of juicy, good stories in there. Yeah. I call it, it's not a tell-all book. It's a tell-some book. But um, it's, yeah, got some behind-the-scenes things of what went on at some events. And there were some wild, crazy events. And um, I even got some friends, coworkers, some of their stories. And, uh, yeah, there's a lot of fun things in there. And, um, How long this, had you been in kind of in that business? Well, I've been, you know, as most actors it. or artists and performers, <laughs> you know, they, they do catering is one of the things it's perfect to do as a side thing because it's flexible. You can still go on auditions. You can go shoot a movie, you know, which I did walk them on my products for like a couple months and then come back and you still have some work. You know, you know, you can't do that in a nine to five job. So, um, right. But I, yeah, I, I, in New York, I started. I catered for many people there. And then when I moved to California, so yeah, it was on and off. And many, um, I talk about the good caterers in the book as well. I mean, I don't name the bad ones, but people may figure them out. And then, um, but there's, you know, there's Sergio Wright Catering in California that I enjoy working for and Katie Chin with her company, uh, Walkstar. And then in New York, there's uh, Chef Rossi with Raging Skillet. So those are some of the good ones I, I do mention in there as well. But then there were some just god awful ones that just treat their staff horribly and deal um, the tips and you know um, so yeah so all these things you know I just kind of when I really started writing it I a lot of them were just a blur I don't remember half the catering jobs I did so if these the ones that stuck at st- stood out yeah. you know and got in there they, that you know says something but uh, you know we worked one event in California for a, it was a five million dollar wedding. I know not wedding. Sorry, five million dollar party for three year old twins, a birthday party for three year old. Well, I'm sure they remember dollars. every moment. <laughs> right? No, they're not going to remember it. And it was the theme. Was, the first day was the Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory, and they literally put, bought a house to have the party in. And I think they tore it down after the party. They put a chocolate river going through the yard. They had little people, you know, uh, as Oompa Loompas that they hired, and they had three swimming pools with synchronized swimmers in them. Fifty thousand dollars. Uh, caviar on each table. I mean, it's just insane for three-year-old twins. So, um, you know, stuff like that. Just, I remember those kind of events. These first world concerns about getting the right caviar on on the table. I know. (laughs) Difficult. (laughs) And then you see a lot of celebrities. It runs a gambit. What was the, what, was there one catering event that really touched your heart that you felt really good about that it was such a nice thing that happened? Well, we worked a lot of charities, and one of them was the one I think Jimmy Kimmel did after his, uh, oh, his yeah. son. Yeah, and so it was a hospital. So that was kind of, you know, he was the host of it, and so he was very touching to hear what he said. And 
Um, I think Farrell sang his song Happy, and the little girl who I think had been sick came up and sang and danced with him. So that was kind of those kind of things are kind of cool. Um, uh, it's funny we worked a lot of fundraisers, and one was it for the health? What do you call it? The um, Heart, American Heart Association, and the guests all got really healthy food, and the caterer just ordered McDonald's for us, which made no sense. <laughs> 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 so I had to draw the line somewhere. <laughs> it's like, this is what I mean, they don't treat their, their staff very well, some of them. Some of them do, but uh, yeah, so, um, but, uh, but uh, um, when you say touched me, so that the charity one was good. One of the ones that I absolutely loved was um, an event we did in Hollywood, and it, it, we were setting up a ballroom. And the band is rehearsing, and I hear that, you know, a woman starts singing uh, the song Physical. I'm like, wow, she really sounds like Olivia Newton-John. And I turn around, and there's Olivia Newton-John on the stage in her <laughs> T-shirt and her jeans and singing, and she's my favorite, like one of my favorite. Dolly and Olivia are my two favorites. But, um, and so I got to, get to watch her rehearse and stuff, and it was Australian week, and she was the entertainment. So that was a nice, that moved me in a different way. I just love her and her music. So, so it's, there were some really good things, like, you know, even though it's called How Catering Sucked the Life Right Out of Me, some of the events breathe life back into me. So, <laughs> yeah. So, if you're if you're an aspiring caterer, is there is there some element of the book about what it's like uh, for someone who wants to work get into that? Or yeah, and I, I interviewed several caterers. Like, I don't I'm not the caterer. I don't actually do the cooking. I think she's done something about cooking, but I I, I can make a mean shish kebab. That's about it. But um, <laughs> you know, we mostly just pass our d'oeuvres or behind hey, the buffet. Or, hey, good morning, Laguna like Beach. This is Craig and Rainbow Radio. And boy, but, what um, a week we have had. Uh, what did you just ask me? The, <laughs> if anyone's been uh, oh, for caterers, paying yes, attention, it's been a crazy week. Uh, here in Laguna Beach, it is about 56 degrees. And we have the weather flow, report you know, coming up here uh, today. Um, which is funny for me. 68 I have a is going to be the high. Mostly cloudy skies. And then as we go on into the week, we're going to have some low tolerance for honey. Until Thursday, it is partly cloudy. So, yeah, I interviewed. So 66 degrees seems to be where we're at Actually, Corinne's concepts. That's I worked with many years ago, and they're still around. That's good to hear, because they were good to work for. And then Katie Chin here, a block star catering is hers and she had a few i know she said in the book some of her tips for people uh, patience is definitely one of them and um and they also told me what you know also people that work catering jobs what bothers them about what guests do sometimes everything from double dipping to asking um three different waiters for a drink so then three of them bring them a drink and they don't wait long enough you know or yeah. attacking attacking the butler as he comes out with the hors d'oeuvres and just you know, not letting him get to the back of the room. There's so many fun things. And this, so this will be good for people to read that I, I joke. It's for anyone who's ever done catering in the book, but anyone that's ever attended a, a catering event. So they'll learn what not to do. And, yeah. um, you know, I was joking about, I don't like to serve coffee and, but tea is even harder to serve. So if you're all going to drink <laughs> <laughs> or the other, I have a friend that's put in 19 years at the Ritz Carlton down here and, and, uh, most a lot of it was in catering, you know, in in organized meetings and such, and and he's had a lot of uh, good stories uh, over the years too. You know, like like the uh, one some guests checked in and they they didn't think the suite was big enough for him, so they paid to knock the walls out of two other rooms, and so they could have it for them for the summer, and then they paid to have them replaced because you know they hotel wow. wants them back the way they were 
stuff like that would go on, you know, I guess when people are well-funded. Yeah, <laughs> it's like, well, I, it's funny, those people that had the $5 million kid's birthday, it might, they could have funded five of my movie scripts for that, you know? <laughs> oh. <laughs> well, you never know. No. <laughs> so how long did you work on the book and, and do your research? Um, it's funny, the last couple of years, maybe two two years, It's and um, I was kind of taking my time with it, but then when COVID hit and I'm kind of stuck at home anyway, yeah. a lot of the time I said, let me See, just work on it. Yeah. There's a bit of a silver lining. I have found a, a few silver linings, not as many as I'd like, but yeah, there's a few silver linings with COVID. Yeah. yeah. So I would say yeah, the last couple of years, um, and then I, yeah, yeah, I called several friends. My friend Susan Bennett has a great Mercedes-Benz Mercedes story that they did in a, they had a big event for all their uh, I guess people who've ever bought from them and they invited them and all yeah. the kids came and this and that and they got into the chocolate fountain and it knocked the table over and the next thing it was this chocolate all over the city oh. the kids running around <laughs> was, oh my I, God. I wish I had been at that one that was her story and I've worked with her many parties and stuff but um, I worked with a lot of cool people too that's one of the things that's really cool you work with a lot of nice creative yeah. Uh, people and I even talk about like Levi Crease. I don't know if you know him. He's I, years ago I catered with him and he went on to win Tony Awards and he's a great singer and has been on Broadway many times. And so people, um, there are many, many talented people I worked with and I mentioned them in the book as well. Oh, Matilda, um, I, I always butcher her last name, but she's now Zelda on The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel and I worked with her many years ago in New York a, a little bit. Mm -hmm. um, so I like to see, you know, like, like a lot of people are trying to balance doing. A side job and doing, uh, going after their you know, career as an actor or musician or whatever. So yeah, it is really perfect for that, and that is one of the, the biggest perks and now, and the free food. <laughs> you'd written another book, right? Prior to this, yes. What was that? Yeah, and I, again. Yeah, that was Rainbow Relatives. Yeah, oh, I that's think that right. when I came Rainbow on the show Relatives. last time. Yes. Yeah, and that was um, real world stories and advice on how to talk to kids about LGBTQ families and friends. And um, yeah, that's still out like on Amazon, I think, and in Barnes and Nobles. And I think it's helping parents and teachers and yeah, exactly. uh, uncles and aunts. Yeah. We had, we had a nice conversation about that last well, time. Uh, I mean, there's always, lately there's been a lot of talk about what do you say to your relatives at, at, for Thanksgiving or Christmas, you know, because some, some people are so opinionated, but the gay part of it, it's still part of it. And have an answer with your, with what your uh, rainbow relatives. I love it. I think it's a, I think yeah. it, I think the message was, was what you do is you disarm it. <laughs> yeah, and it's just you know you, it just shows kind of all families are the same, and if there's love in the family, that's what's important, and um, you know all people are you know should be accepted and all that. So yeah, um, yeah. but I yeah I, that one took a little longer. That took me like five years, I think, to to finish that one, that book. Well, and, you uh, weren't locked down though either. <laughs> that's true. Yes, and I was doing other things too. I'm I'm always. I have my, you know, finger in several pies, but, um, yeah. uh, I guess that's almost a catering pun there, but anyway, uh, uh, yeah, but I love writing. So if I'm right, in fact, I write, um, uh, a lot of songs and stuff too. And I have a couple of Christmas songs that I wrote and one of them was just recorded by Adrian Christian. I was just um, going to mention Adrian. Yeah. Yeah. And so it's, he's releasing my song, his version of it, which he's a much better singer, so I'm really excited. I think on Thanksgiving Day, it's a Christmas song called Midnight Will Be Clear, um, which I did a video for last year, which was fun. Well, I think that's great. I think I should get it up to the station. I think Adrian needs to uh, 
<laughs> yes, no, I would love to. Yeah, I think he might try to. I thought he might have contacted you, but yeah, if you guys maybe play it, it's a good time. Yeah. I haven't heard his version yet, but I know he can sing much better. I can only carry a tune if it's not too heavy. Yeah. So he's a really good singer. So <laughs> I'm really, I know he did a good job with it. He, he recorded it in Nashville. So, but we, yeah, we'll try to get it to you and maybe, yeah. Yeah, it would be fun to introduce it. I, I, you know, being that it's Rainbow Radio, it's always nice to talk about the LGBTQ artists. Uh, you know, as uh, on the on the air and feature them, and right. especially the ones who are kind of making their way, so to speak, with uh, new music and and their career. So that would be great. Yeah. yeah. So the the um, I assume that uh, Rainbow Relatives has been for sale through Amazon and all the usual sources. Correct. And what about your latest book? Has it been released yet? Yeah, it came out about two weeks ago. Oh, wow. Um, so hot off yeah. the presses. Hot off the presses. Um, but wait, if you order now. Yes, no, um, say, but wait. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's, on, <laughs> it's on Amazon. It's on, um, uh, it's, they can get through Barnes & Nobles, too, if they request it, and it'll be on some other places as well. And the Rainbow Relatives, I know, like, Just Fabulous in um, Palm Springs had a couple copies. I, I, they still have those there, and they might carry this one as well it just came out so i'm still oh in calabasas like um barnes and noble they just ordered a few so if anyone lives in that area of california oh wow. they can get it there but yeah amazon makes it so easy now and with kindle it's on kindle and also um uh what do you call it uh, soft um, uh paperback now the official um, title of the catering is book is how catering sucked the life right out of me by sudi aka rick karatash um, yeah, my legal name is Sudi, but I go by Rick, so it gets a little confusing, and no one can pronounce my last name. But anyway, yeah. it's uh, <laughs> I'm I'm in that group. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think you did butcher it a little bit, but it's and it's funny. There's actually no H at the end of it, but it's really pronounced in Turkish. There's an S with a little thing on it, which makes it a sh sound. So it's oh. karatash, yeah. But um, yeah, and, and so the um. So I didn't quite get the the, the your uh, catering book is is available through uh, Amazon or no? Yes. So it is, yeah. yeah, how catering sucked the life out of me is on Amazon, both in Kindle and paperback, and um, it's also in some Barnes and Nobles and yeah, yeah, a few other places. Do you have uh, now that I hate I hate to ask, but you just got through with this, and you probably want to coast a little bit. Did you have a? Did th this process provoke uh, another book that you might be thinking about? Well, I was already working on an, a gift humor book um, the last couple of years with an illustrator. So, and um, that hopefully will come out in 2021. That's it's called People Peeves Pets Have. So, if, oh. like people have pet peeves, so that means the pets have people peeves, things that annoy them <laughs> about their owners and people. And it's a really funny book with different expressions that that dogs and cats say. It's like you know, it's raining cats and dogs. Or like, why don't you blame us? for the flood in Noah's day while you're at it. <laughs> you know, that's a funny picture to accompany that. Well, you know, I think that that would be a hot seller because everyone loves their pets. And yeah. And it's a lot of humor. And the, and the uh, Nelly uh, guitarist is doing the well, illustrations. I mean, she's doing a great job. And so it's going to be a calendar and a book and stuff. And we might even make it an animated it's kind of TV a, show or something. Yeah. The far side for pets. Huh? A little bit. Yeah. But just all things that annoy them about, you know, like, and the gold, poor goldfish is watching, you know, the, over the toilet. What the hell kind of funeral is that? You know? So, and then the, the dog is, you know, the, the two human legs are sticking out of his little dog house. She's like, how come every time she's mad at him, I have to go homeless for the night, you know? So, uh, so just funny things like that with dogs, cats. Uh, yeah. Some of them are a little more 
raunchy, but I won't get into that. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, we are a family program after all. There you go. That's right. <laughs> Most of the time. We yeah. do have... But I always have ideas for... Yeah, I always have ideas for different um, things. So, yeah, they'll. I, I usually write scripts. I don't even write books. So it's kind of a... Just the, I just came up with those two ideas, so I just went with them. But... Um, yeah, but so, I'll, write, I'll write everything except checks. I don't like to write checks. <laughs> when are you going to uh, write a profound script and uh, go to the Golden Globes and all that stuff? Well, I have 10 scripts written already. The one of them is on actually the one that we probably talked about, Welcome on My Pradas, when I was on your show last oh, night. Oh, yeah, too, we did. That's that's still on Amazon, and that's with Tom Arnold and Dee Wallace and Mike Starr and Bruce Valanche and Jason Stewart, a bunch of great people, and that Tom Archdeacon I co-wrote that with, and he was in it. Um but I have another family inspirational film that I have John Schneider attached and Olympia Dukakis, A Letter of Intent, and Jolie Fisher wants to direct it. That's wow. called Charlie's Dream. I'm hoping to shoot that next year in Nashville, uh, depending how things go with COVID, but we're hoping. You're a busy boy. Very yeah, busy. I mean, I have plenty of material. It's the hard <laughs> thing is getting the money for them and getting them made. So uh, Isn't that always the know? case? I'm trying to get yeah. $500 so I can keep the, the, my program on the state on the air because we're non-profit. Oh, yeah. A lot of people are having <laughs> trouble with it. I know because the sponsors are having a hard time. These yeah. Days, or the, yeah, so... Um, yeah, I'd be happy to help, you know. Well, whatever. I, wasn't it an uh, in, intimidating comment? Don't get me wrong. Um, yeah, so um, you're very, very busy. Screen Screenplays are uh, all, how many you had, did you say you thought you've, you've done over the years? I, I have 10, 10 finished, but they, you know, only one has really been made. And another one is hopefully we made next year. And then the other ones I'm, shop, you know, shopping around. Yeah. But um, unless there's sequels or remakes, Hollywood doesn't want to look at them. So there you go. <laughs> I um I, I think we've covered everything. But I want to invite you to stick around for one uh, news item. I'd like to kind of toss back between the two of us because I sure. I trust you as as a good friend. I've known you for since the Fourth of July ten years ago. I think. Yeah. And I told one of the guys that was there that I think the one that invited me to it, and that's how I, I met you and stuff, I think. Yeah. Uh, George or Jorge. Um, Jorge, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I, I sent him, I forwarded the email to him and said, look who, look who's sure I'm going to be on. <laughs> but uh, this is yeah. some disappointing news, and it was on, uh, it was the date on, it was on the 20th. Uh, it happened, the day's the 21st. So this happened yesterday. A federal appeals court blocked enforcement of two Florida laws banning the use of the practice on minors, saying they violate free speech rights with Trump judges in the majority. This is conversion therapy. I know. That's your opinion. Wait, I like your opinion. Yeah. Uh, um so wait, they're saying it's, in other words, they're saying it's okay to do conversion. Yeah, yes, it's a, a violation yeah, of uh, free speech rights. You know, so, I mean, if you want to do an example, um, it's okay to drink battery acid. That's, you, that's your free speech rights. You can tell people to drink battery acid. You know, that's, you, you can't infringe those free speech. Yeah, I thought you can't say something that's going to harm someone else. You can't, you can't yell fire in a theater, in other words. You exactly. Can't do something that's going to harm someone. There's exactly. another name for that, yeah. Apparently, the judges don't see it that way. They think, yeah. and, and I think it's seated in the, the misinformation and the incorrect uh, assumption that um, uh, conversion therapy works because there's so much documented information about how damaging it is. 
And yep. uh, there's so many great movies recently that were out about about it. And if you're, you can be 17 years old and your parents can force you to go to conversion therapy. And yeah. What was that movie, Nicole Kidman? Didn't she do it? Wasn't there one about conversion? It was a real story a couple of years ago. Yeah, there was um, two movies about two years ago that 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 uh, were mainstream movies that talked about yeah. it. Yeah. And the young man was actually is actually gay that portrayed the... Yeah. And his father was a minister. So it, yeah. Well, that's the other thing, the religion that comes into play. That's a whole other issue. That's, yeah. Um, yeah. So the, the, the bands in the city of Boca Raton and Palm Beach County, which includes the city, violate the guarantee of free speech under the First Amendment. That's what they say in a two-to-one ruling from the U.S. Court of Appeals from the 11th Circuit issued Friday. That's just like yesterday. Other courts have upheld such bans to date including two at the federal appeals level and the judges who ruled against the Florida bans were both appointees of Donald Trump. The decision applies only to Florida, Georgia, and Alabama, the states in the 11th circuit. No cities or counties in Georgia or Alabama have such a ban. So if I were a young adolescent, <laughs> but see, even your yeah. parents could go get you out of state and bring you back and force you to go to, uh, conversion therapy. I just, I, you know, I just feel like you're so volatile and so fragile when you're young and trying to sort it out and so easily affected by what other people have to say because you're, you just, you don't, at least that's my experience. And I think that happens. And so then someone tosses conversion therapy at you, I, therapists say, you know, it's uh, kills people and throws them back. Yeah. Yeah, I think I would think it would increase suicides and stuff too, because they're being told, you know, no, this is wrong, and they know they can't change it, and so they feel there's no out, you know. Well, that's why I like your your book, uh, Rainbow Relatives. I think it's uh, it gets rid of prejudices and helps people understand what it's all about and fosters uh, acceptance, which is uh, what is really important these days. Acceptance. <laughs> yeah. 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 No, none of the other. Well, Rick, I appreciate you calling in early this morning. I hope it wasn't too early for you. I know. Oh no, no, I get up, I get up pretty, pretty early. But um, I, I had a I sense you're an early morning person. Yeah, and I don't drink coffee, so I never wake up. But I do get up early. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, thanks for having me on the show again. I really too bad it wasn't in person, like I said. But um, it's still good to hear your voice and be on the. Be well, on next the show time, and, yeah. I think we're. I think we may get at, ahead of this in a couple more months. We'll see. And we'd love to have you come down uh, and we'd spend some time after your book's been out for a while and have you here at the studio. That would be a lot of fun. So, that'd be great. And yeah, and cool. say hello to, uh, oh, I can't get his name, your your buddy that sings your song, your Christmas song. Oh, Adrian. 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 Yeah, and, I, and, and I'll try to maybe he can, uh, yeah, I could contact you and we'll send you the song. Yeah. And um, If, yeah, he's, and, if uh, he messaged me and I missed it, I'm sorry. But yeah, tell him not, to, don't give up. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Yeah. Okay. And I know he's releasing the song on Thursday, and it'll be on Spotify and and, and uh, probably iTunes and all that. So yeah. Well, I'd um, like to feature yeah. it and explain to uh, the listeners what's behind the the new Christmas music song. Maybe it'll be yeah. like uh, a Bing Crosby as popular song. You know. Yeah. Well, I don't know about <laughs> Just that. But nuts. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's a, actually a really cool story song. So. Um, 
And uh, oh, yeah, cool. the video is on YouTube now. If they go to Midnight Will Be Clear, they can see the video. Okay. Uh, to the original version of the song, and Adrian is in the video, and that's what made him okay. hear the song and like and decide to record it. Yeah. So I'll get him. I'll get in touch with you again if he if he did or if he didn't. All right. Know. Well, you have a fabulous weekend. You got a good start on it. And again, I appreciate you calling in this morning. Thank you. Thank Rick. you. I appreciate you having me on. Right. Have a good day. Bye. 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 This is Craig on Rainbow Radio KX 104.7. Here in lovely Laguna Beach, we're going to take a short music break, and I'll be back with a little more news and a follow-up to Rick's uh, uh, visit. I think that that would be a good idea. <laughs> oh, Craig here, Rainbow Radio. That was uh, Rick that was just on the phone, and he's got two great books out for just in time for the holidays. So uh, Rainbow Relatives, I don't know if we'd really kind of clarify that. It's a book about... Uh, uh, actual, there's some actual case, not when I say case, there's actual examples of talking to your Uncle Schmo about that you're gay or that Uncle Schmo is gay at the dinner table at Thanksgiving or Christmas. And so, and it disarms the prejudices and makes kind of a fun story. So that's one. The other one is catering, the hells of catering in which are cooking and preparing and organized meals, which is another thing that happens during the holidays. So, uh, both those books are available, and you can go to uh, my website, rainbow-radio, and um, check it out. I, I do want to mention that if you enjoy the program and you would like to support it, uh, the, the uh, Rainbow Radio has a goal of $500, and so far we've gotten 40 and we have a few more days to, to make up the difference. So uh, if you're inclined, and, you, and, and I'm just asking just asking. It's not a. <laughs> if you're inclined, please go to kxfmradio.org, and on the top margin is a place where you can donate, and you can um, pick the radio show, Rainbow Radio Show, so we know that it goes directly for that. Been doing it for three years. I donate all my time and uh, to produce uh, the show and uh, market it uh, via the internet. And uh, so it's definitely nonprofit and the money goes to the station to keep the station alive and this program on the air. They can only afford to keep the programs that uh, uh, support the station on some level, you know, and it makes sense. It's all about keeping it, keeping it alive. So if you, if you, if you're so inclined, I dearly appreciate it. I know, I know it's a tough time of year for everyone. And, uh, no one is excluded from that. So with that, we're going to go back to, on this day in history, November 25th, in 1985. What time is it? Let's see. Oh, we got 15 minutes. Got lots of time here. <laughs> I see my, my cohorts come in early. Ada <laughs> uh, May, she hasn't been here for a while, good old Ada May. Anyway, she'll, you got to wait 15 minutes for Ida. So November 25th, at an AIDS candlelight vigil in San Francisco, activist Cleve Jones conceives the Names Project. And man, was that a, oh, a tearful, thoughtful, oh, emotional project. And, and it wound up in Washington, D.C. on the plaza. And even the Clintons came down and paid homage to those that have lost their lives due to that horrible horrible pandemic that we know all too well what they're about, um, unfortunately. So that I'm glad that, that Cleve Jones did, did that, and the Names Project, I think, helped a lot of healing. 
and bringing uh, everyone together uh, for the good of mankind. 1997, homosexuality is decriminalized in Ecuador. In 97, how about that? <laughs> Following a landmark decision handed down by the Constitutional Tribunal. And on November 26, on this day in history, in 1978, ABC airs A Question of Love. I don't remember that, ABC, about lesbian lovers in a custody battle over their children, complete with parents' discretion advised warnings. Yeah. There wasn't sex. There was, you know, that's why <laughs> these advisory things, you know, I've, I've got a, I got a good example of, of editing television or movies. Now, if you showed a dog get hurt or run over or, uh, let's say a cow being put ready for for the meat packers, you know, you couldn't show it on TV, and and it got a horrible rating. So there is a scene in Patton where there's young people being killed left and right and dismembered at the horrors of war, and there's one scene they edited out, and it was the scene where the uh, Several vehicles get halfway across this narrow one-lane bridge and coming across from the other side was a man with his donkey and his cart. And they couldn't get the cart turned around and the other side was all the vehicles were backed up for miles. There was no way for them to get off. So they had to shoot the donkey and throw it off the bridge. That's what they edited out. So what does that say about human life? I mean, <laughs> I just think that's that's amazing. So the, I, it's a lot of the editors and this stuff, like come back to this um, parental discretion advice because it's two lesbians trying to um, trying to hold on to their children. Um, I, but again, that's seventy eight. We've come a long ways. Okay, Craig, move on. In two thousand eight, the United States Senate, a federal marriage amendment, is introduced by Wayne Allard of Colorado, Sam, Sam Brownback of Kansas, Jim Bunning of Kentucky, James Inhofe of Oklahoma, and Jeff Sessions of Alabama. In 2003, again, the United Kingdom, the Queen's speech, which gives the government's program of legislation for the year ahead, includes a bill to allow civil partnerships for same-sex couples. 2003, see, civil partnerships I used to think they were a good idea until a lawyer friend of mine said, you know how many laws there are? <laughs> well, he didn't say it quite like that. but I don't know. <laughs> How many laws there are that uh, provide you protection under the, uh, being married? There's something like 30,000 different laws if you want to count all the states, but just the basic ones is around 1,500. Uh, and a, a partnership or um, domestic partnership doesn't cover but one or two, and the, the other laws uh, it doesn't cover, and it's a very gray area. So it's just easier to be married, I think, if that's where you're at. Okay, November 27th on this date here, Gay Activists Alliance representatives Marty Robinson and Arthur Evans of the Medicine Society of New York. President Dick Lestine appear on the Dick Cavett television show to explain the aims of the gay liberation movement. Ooh. What the, did they? The running joke. Did they? Did they talk about the gay agenda, <laughs> which no one seems to be able to, to nail down? In 1978, Harvey Milk and San Francisco Mayor George Moscone 
are assassinated by former city supervisor Dan White. I remember that well. Um, in 1980, Bosom Buddies, a sitcom about two young broke New York men having to dress in drag to, lent, to rent a low rent uh, apartment, but all girl hotel premieres on ABC. It stars Tom Hanks and Peter Scolari. I remember that as well, too. So there you have it, folks, on this day in history at KXFM 104.7 Craig Rainbow Radio here. Uh, I would like to suggest that the, to the audience, if there's a, uh, and because I that's where I get my best scoop <laughs> is from you guys. If there is a listener out there that knows of someone in the local community, maybe an unsung hero, maybe a person that you feel has not been recognized for the wonderful things they do or their contributions or just some some interesting slant on the LGBTQ community here in Laguna Beach. That would be great. But I will also say that the Rainbow Radio is about diversity and not just gay diversity. It's about diversity in general. So, uh, and, and we embrace all kinds of diversity. The, the power and strength of diversity is what I think floats the boat anywhere in the world. So, that's that's my two cents. We're going to have a, a uh, listen to the knocks here for a minute, and we'll be right back. Hey, I just have a, a few minutes left, so I want to get a couple more items in here while I have a chance. So we'll interrupt the music because I felt they were important. Did you know uh, that it is what this month is? It is Transgender Awareness Month across the the world it's it's it is and you know i've had uh i have had in recent history i've had three guests that about uh the transgender uh i guess component of our lgbtq community and the world on the sto the station and uh not necessarily that transgender are gay or 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 it's it's all totally something else if you caught the program. So I just thought I wanted to get that out, that it is Transgender Awareness Month. There is a particular flag, and uh, it is actually across Dublin City, and uh, it's raised across the, the entire city in Dublin. So how about that? <laughs> and now uh, uh, India is another country that uh, they listen quite a bit to my program, and I thought, I keep talking about uh, the progress they've made, and there, there's some more news about progress, which I think is great. I want to share with you. Two years after India's Supreme Court struck down a colonial-era law that had made homosexuality a criminal offense, courts are hearing petitions seeking to legalize same-sex marriage. That's going on right now. That was as of the 14th of this month. Recently, three couples filed petitions, two in Delhi uh, High Court and one in Kerala High Court, arguing that the state's refusal to recognize their marriage violates their constitutional rights. The petitioners argue that there is no provision in the Special Marriage Act preventing same-sex marriage, that nowhere is the act is of the in the act is marriage restricted to only between men and women. Petition was filed by two mental health professionals and who said they had been living together as a couple for eight years, were in love with each other and sharing the highs and lows of life, but, but unable to marry as both were women. So 
good on India. I hope, you know, it's a huge country and their population is still exploding. And so I, I'm glad to see that this is happening for India. Um, that's my two cents. That's the news that's fit to print here at KX104.7. I, um, I have, uh, we're still doing the, I'm still going to give one more pitch for a little, a few donations to, to the radio station and, and how easy it is to do that. And that's just to go to the website and that is kxfmradio.org. Please uh, tune in there and um, listen to the program. I will also have this and all my programs on a podcast now on uh, Rainbow Dash Radio, or the station will also have them on podcast. So if you missed any part of today's program or any pre previous programs and you want to take a second listen, they're there for everyone to listen to. We're going to go out uh, with one song, and right behind the song will be <laughs> my favorite lady <laughs> of the Cindy, or Oh, she's not paying attention to me. Anyway, yeah, um, Ida May will be here. Thanks for tuning in. I'll catch you next week with another fabulous guest here on Rainbow Radio. This is Craig over and out. <laughs>